Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please don't turn that dial. The following audio drama is rated G Wiz, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages to enjoy with Cheese Wiz. And now, Decoder Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity as one of the city's wealthiest men in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his trusty driver, Kit Baxter, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, The Empty Box. Judge West, whatever are you doing? Last time I checked, Bonnie, it was called coming to work in the morning. Now don't make fun. Well, you don't leave a fellow much of an alternative. But you know what that horrible Sam Merck said in court. How could I forget? He said he'd never serve the life sentence you gave him. Yes, Bonnie. Said the whole thing was a dirty frame. They all say that, Bonnie. Isn't there any coffee? Well, I thought you'd have the sense to stay home today. My agenda is not set by lunatics like Samuel Merck. Put some coffee on. But Judge West, Sam Merck said in court... I know what Sam Merck said in court, Bonnie. I was there. And even if I weren't, you've reminded me of it at 20-minute intervals ever since. Bring me the Amato file, would you? Now, see here. You can scoff at this all you want, Anthony West. But Merck said that he would never serve that life sentence you gave him, and that you and the jurors and the Crown Attorney, everyone would pay. Bonnie Crane... And you'll notice that two can play at the stern parental tone. Don't you stamp your little foot at me. Merck said he'd fix my little red wagon all right. But he swore he had a witch doctor that would cast a curse on all of us. Now, you don't believe in such things, do you? I believe that he wouldn't say publicly that something bad was going to happen to you today, mind you. Exactly one week after he was sentenced, he wouldn't say that if he didn't have an idea of how to back that up. So I should stay home and hide under the bed, is that it? The application of law and order grinds to a halt because of what? Some kind of voodoo heebie-jeebie? Well, if nothing else, you might stay home one single day to keep me from dying of fright and worry. Uh, Bonnie. Don't Bonnie me. It'll get you no soap, tough guy. <laughs> Bonnie. Your mail's on your desk. I'll be in with the coffee in a few minutes. You're a good man, sister. Hmm. What's this? Bonnie? Who is this little package from? Bonnie? I can't hear you. I'll be just a minute. No postmark. Hmm. Looks like a little pin box of some kind. Empty. That's odd. Did you say something? Why would someone go to the time and trouble of sending me an empty box? Who sent you a what now? I said someone sent... Sent me... Empty... Honestly, I don't know why we bother to install that intercom if you insist on bellowing from across the office. The coffee's not ready yet. Now, what were you saying about... Judge West? Ju... Anthony, get up. That's not funny. It's just mean. Anthony... Oh, no. Anthony? 
Somebody get help! Call an ambulance! Oh, Anthony! Dr. Carlson, how is he? There's no change, I'm afraid, Bonnie. Judge West is in a deep coma, accompanied by high fever. May I see him? I'm afraid not. We've got him isolated for the moment, until I can be absolutely sure that he isn't contagious. But, Doctor... I'm sorry, Bonnie. I'm taking no chances with this. Can you think of anything? Anything, mind you, that he might have come in contact with? Anything out of the ordinary? Well, you know about Sam Merck, I suppose. I know. And I know I can't accept that Tony is under some kind of curse. We must find a more reasonable cause if I'm to have any chance to cure him. Think! I don't know. The last thing he said to me was something about... about an empty box. An empty box? Yes, he said someone had mailed him an empty... Oh, Doctor, how long till... till he wakes up? His mother still lives in Kingston, doesn't she? Oh, Dr. Carlson... I think you'd better telephone her just in case. Now, now, dear. You've got to be brave for Tony's sake. Why don't you have a seat in here for a moment, and I'll be along with you in a moment. This is Dr. Carlson at the General. What's that? Oh, of course. This is Agent 45. I have an emergency situation. Send for the Red Panda at once. How's that window coming, Squirrel? It's a little sticky, but... ah, Got it. Good. In we go, quickly and quietly. And they're all hero orchestra. Jeez, Moss. I thought O'Malley was all for us taking a hand in this. Well, he suggested he wouldn't have us arrested if we tried. That's a pretty enthusiastic display by Chief O'Malley's standards. I guess, uh, leaving the window open for us was out of the question. Not getting rusty, are you? Me? No. The hinges, yes. Close the blinds. I'll get the lights. Yes, boss. Well, this place sure doesn't look like it's been tossed by the cops. No, indeed. Without any evidence of wrongdoing, O'Malley is a little reluctant to commit to a full investigation. Since Dr. Carlson can't find any medical explanation for Judge West's condition... O'Malley doesn't want tomorrow's headline to be Cops Take on Witch Doctor. Can you blame him? I guess not. But if I were him, I'd be a little more worried about it. Why is that? Samuel Merck promised that one week after he was sentenced, Judge West would be struck down by a curse. Mm -hmm. After that, it would be the Crown Attorney that prosecuted him. Martin Lakehurst. As you say. Next on the hit parade, his witch doctor would take out the entire jury, and so on, till his sentence was commuted and he was set free. That's right. That's when they dragged him out of court. But according to the papers, he was still shouting his list. By the time they got him back to holding, he was all the way up to the Prime Minister. Ambitious. Yep. And O'Malley was number four on the list. Really? Right after the jury. That explains why we've been given such carte blanche and unfettered access to the physical evidence. So it's not that he doesn't care. It's an unprecedented display of confidence in little old us. Maybe. Let's go with that. It's got a nice ring to it. (laughs) Find anything? Nothing of interest. The records in Judge West's safe betray no sign of any pattern of corruption, influence sold, no mysterious payments in or out of any kind. 
Seems like a kind of funny place to start checking. I was hoping to find a more corporeal explanation for this. Some potential motive an unknown party might have had to use Merck's threat as a cover for their own crime. But you've known Judge West for ten years. You know he's not crooked. I'm reasonably sure of that, yes. Then again, he'd probably be prepared to swear that I am not the masked mystery man known as the Red Panda. Interesting point.、Mm. I think this could be more personal. Tony has a certain single-minded devotion to his work. I always thought his secretary Bonnie Crane, well, would walk through fire to bring him a match. <laughs> yeah, I got that impression. I'm just as sure she's not involved. As am I. She said something about.、Oh, what did Doctor Carlson say? An empty box. I think I've got it right here. Good girl. Don't touch it to your skin. I'm bagging it up now. Be careful. Don't touch your gloves to your face or eyes until I can test that box. For what? Everything. Let's get back to the lair. We'll run a full battery of tests: toxicological, chemical, biological. Maybe slip it past the old mystical energy detector, just on the off chance. Still think there's magic in the air, do you? Well, maybe if you、uh, dim the lights and put a little music on. Kit Baxter, behave yourself. Yes, boss. 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 Are you still down here? In the lab, squirrel. Did you have any luck with that box? Yes, all of it bad. I'm afraid we've been wasting valuable time on this. You came up goose eggs. I really did. I've run every test I can think of, and there's no residual anything attached to this. Whatever the cause of Judge West's condition might be, it isn't our empty box. <sighs> That's bad news, boss. I just got word from Doctor Carlson. The judge's condition has stabilized, but there's no sign of him coming out of his coma. They're not sure how long he'll last like this. If we can't come up with something, I don't know what to tell you, Kit. I don't know whether it's a deliberate blind or just a coincidental red herring, but we seem to be chasing our own tails on this one. A deliberate blind? You mean somebody might have left that box so we'd think it's a clue? And focus on it to the exclusion of everything else? It's entirely possible. Everything's on the table at this point. But if Sam Merck wanted us to think it was a witch doctor's curse, why would he leave behind a clue leading in another direction? We don't even know for certain that Merck is connected, Squirrel. We've jumped to a number of conclusions in the last few hours, and I only pray we haven't missed vital clues in the process. Well, in that case, I've got good news and bad news. I'm not going to like this, am I? The good news is I don't think we went too far off the rails. Which you're basing on the fact that an hour ago they found the Crown Attorney Martin Lakehurst in a coma with a high fever, just like West, and at his feet was a little empty box. <laughs> All right, you cons, out of those cages. Step lively. You've got one hour in the exercise yard. Exercise yard? This late? What's going on? Special orders of the warden. Guess he reckons you boys could use a turn in the fresh air. But it's raining out. Maybe you'd like to register complaint, Jackson. Maybe you and the warden can discuss it over tea sometime. Now get out of there. Hold it. Not you, Mick. You've got a visitor. A visitor, huh? Guess my witch doctor must already be on the job. No more of that malaki here, witch doctor. My eye,、uh, you sit back down. He's got you for an hour. God help you if he doesn't like what he hears. What are you talking about? Hey, answer me. Samuel Merck. What's that? Who said that? It surprises me that we've never had occasion to meet, Mister Merck. Step out of those shadows. 
Who are you? Career scum like you. You can't talk to me like that. You found your way into a nice safe jail without ever crossing my path. Lucky boy. At least you were. Who are you? Do you really have to ask? <laughs> no, not you. Get away from me. Did you think you were safe in here, Merc? Get back. Get away. Safe to murder by proxy? <laughs> safe to hold the justice system hostage? <laughs> Neither lock nor key can keep out the red panda, Samuel Merck. <laughs> you can't do this! I got rights! If you were prepared to serve your sentence, complete the penance for the wrong you have done, I would be the first in line to protect those rights, Merck. But somehow you have managed to strike back at those that brought you to justice. If you think your rights entitle you to vengeance, you are sorely mistaken. A fact you are about to learn. Please, no more. Judge West is in hospital tonight, Samuel Merck, as is Lakehurst, the prosecutor. I want to know how. I told them in court. I warned them. My witch doctor will fix every single one of them that framed me. Don't waste my time pleading innocent. You were a small time or a grifter, no real ambition. Suddenly you hit four banks in a week and a half. Almost a hundred thousand dollars and lots of witnesses left to testify. Something took away your fear, Sam Merck. I am here to bring it back to you. Let's try this again. And let's start at the beginning. I won't talk. I'll never talk. Yes, you will, Merck. And you're fooling yourself if you think this way will be less painful. My mind is in yours. No! No! This can be as easy or as painful as I choose to make it, Merc. But you will tell me everything. No! No! Yes. I obey. I will tear your mind apart if you try and lie. Yes. It was his plan, all his plan. Who? Tell me everything. Professor Hex. He'd... He'd been to Africa... To South America, he said he'd learned the ancient secrets. He, he showed me he could, proved he could get to anyone, anywhere. How? I, I don't know. I swear, I, he had me pick a name out of the telephone book. The next day, that man was dead. Then a gangster no one had ever been able to touch. Then a famous recluse, he killed them all. Nothing could stop his powers. I don't know how he did it. What was his plan? The only trick to stealing is getting away with it. Professor Hex fixed it so that wouldn't matter. Had me pile up as much loot as I could, as fast as I could. Let me hide it myself. And then promised you to strike down those responsible for your conviction until it was repealed? Yes! He told me to keep saying I was framed. Didn't matter if it didn't make no sense. Then the law would have something to hide behind when they made the deal. Wouldn't have to admit they're dealing with a witch doctor. What makes you so sure you'll get a deal? Because he said he'd leave him alive for a while. Said there's a cure, but only he knows it. It's the only way to save him. You'll never stop him. No one can stop him. For your sake, Samuel Merck, I pray that you're... A little something to remember me by, and a taste of what's to follow if one more life is lost. You and this witch doctor of yours will answer to the Red Panda! 
You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Dakota Ring Theater. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. Um, hello. I'm looking for... A voodoo priestess. Um, yeah. I'm... I know who you are. The cat suit and cowl are a bit of a giveaway. Come in if you like. Sorry if I don't seem surprised. Maxwell Falcone said you'd probably come in the window. You, uh, talk to Max? He telephoned from Europe. He said he was on an extended tour. You know Max. I do indeed. Better than you can imagine. Unless I miss my guess, he's back to his old tricks. Trying to hold back the gathering storm. Fighting evil as the stranger. Don't look so surprised. He studied with me when he was very young. What? But he... you... Yes. Well, you can't be a day over 40. Aren't you sweet? Be good and I'll tell you my secret sometime. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Max didn't tell me your name. He didn't tell me yours either. I don't have a flashy mask and code name. But you can call me Marie if it helps you relax. It's, uh, not your name, is it? That would be telling. If you're a friend of the stranger, I can probably trust you. But he always did have a weakness for redheads, so best to play safe. He told me you're looking for a witch doctor. Not exactly. We've got trouble with somebody who claims to be a witch doctor. But you don't believe in such things? A lady, I've had enough magic thrown at my head lately to last a lifetime. This feels wrong is all. It feels more like a con or a caper. But there are lives hanging in the balance, so we're checking every angle. You are an unusual girl, said the ageless voodoo priestess with no name. Touché. You seem uncomfortable with the word voodoo. Well, you hear a lot of stories. You do indeed. Mostly in cheap paperbacks. The true power of voodoo are the ancient natural magics of Africa, carried around the world by the slave trade, corrupted by some exalted by others, and treated with contempt and fear by those of your complexion. Uh-huh. Well, aside from the fact that you're tarring me with a pretty wide brush there, people have used those powers for some pretty terrible things. There is nothing, either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. There is no power in the world so great in this goodness that it cannot be turned to evil. Justice can be cruel. Faith can bring fanaticism. Even love can kill, can it not? Look at me! Stay out of my head. As you wish. It seems a little crowded in there anyway. Look, Murray. Max told you about the robberies, the curse, the empty boxes... Do you think it sounds like a witch doctor or not? The term means nothing. Shamans, seers, mystics of dozens of cultures. It is a catch-all phrase used by white people to describe any person who doesn't look like them, who possesses power they don't understand. And uh, do most of those people with power find the term as offensive as you do? Why, yes. Then it's not very likely that they'd use it to describe themselves... Even if it was someone who had just studied their secrets. Anyone who has learned enough to perform the feat you describe would respect that power enough to call it by its right name. Whatever that name may be. Good enough. I should, uh... Thanks for your help. He was right about you. You are an unusual girl, indeed. Until we meet again. 
There you are. You didn't answer your radio ring. Sorry. Things have been moving fast. Did O'Malley buy Sam Merck's story? Enough to bring the jury from the Merck case into protective custody. Unfortunately, by the time the police got there, seven of the twelve had been struck down by the same malady. They're in hospital now. The other five are in there, as is O'Malley, who is less than thrilled about being next on the list. And in every case, there was an empty box nearby. What about laying in wait for whoever's making the deliveries? That was our first thought. But when we found the jury foreman already ill... Subtlety went out the window and the sirens went on? In a nutshell, whatever they try next, it won't be the same thing. And there's no timetable. Those people can't stay cooped up forever. Meanwhile, West and Lakehurst and the others get sicker. Is uh, that why you're standing on a rooftop watching police headquarters like a hawk? Because I honestly can't think of anything else to do? Yes. I'm just about buffaloed on this one, Squirrel. What did you find out? Good news? Not a real witch doctor. Bad news? That doesn't really narrow it down all that much. Hmm. What do we really know about this Professor Hex? What did Mark say? Not much. Hex sought him out. Always set neutral meeting places. He gave a rough physical description that could be any one of 20,000 men. He said Professor Hex had been to Africa and South America, right? Yes, and learned the ancient secrets. Which is bunk, by the way. But the locations might be right. Mm, certainly there wouldn't be much cultural similarities in the ancient secrets of those two continents. So, maybe that wasn't what he was studying at all. Studying? Kit, that's brilliant! Brilliant! I have no idea what you're talking about, but for Pete's sake, don't stop! Every villain we've ever encountered who uses professor or doctor in their name... Really is one. Or was one. Or at least has some academic qualifications. Professor Zombie, Professor Von Schlitz, the crime doctor, Dr. Darkness, all of them! Right. Oh... Boy, does this ever feel like a long shot. Don't stop the music. It's the first time I've seen that gleam in your eye all day. Africa and South America. That's a lot of territory. What do they have in common? Um, jungles, I guess. Mm. And beaches. It's probably not beaches, is it? Probably not. I didn't think so. We never get to go to the beach. Once this murderous fiend is behind bars... You'll take me to the beach? Hmm? Oh... If you like. Well, let's get cracking. Jungles? Um, could it be some biological compound? A plant extract? But we tested the box, remember? There was nothing left on it. Nothing on it? So what was in it? Squirrel! Oh, get the suntan lotion ready. My boss has the beginnings of a notion. I certainly do. Come on, we need to wake every agent we have at the university. Who's that? Is someone there? Hello? Myron, is, is that you? John Erickson. What? I'm sorry to startle you, Dr. Erickson. Well, you, you're the Red Panda. Yes, sir. I'm sorry to disturb you. We have a number of mutual friends who suggested you might still be in your laboratory. I'm very happy they were right. You are? Uh, we do? <laughs> Forgive me. It's a little surprising to me that a masked hero could have much acquaintance in common with anything so dull as an entomologist. I couldn't even begin to do what I do without the help of many brave citizens from all walks of life, Doctor. I hope tonight you'll number yourself among them. You do? You mentioned someone named Myron. Who is that? My... 
My lab assistant. Uh, he's left for the evening. <laughs> I never imagined it could be... <laughs> Nothing exciting ever happens to me. Well, that's all about the change. Oh, my. There's a girl on the ceiling. That's my lab assistant. Meet the flying squirrel. Oh, my. I don't suppose you'd care to trade. <laughs> no, I didn't suppose you did. <laughs> Believe it or not, Doc, with all the agents we've got, we don't have anyone that specializes in bugs. Agents? Bugs? Oh, my. Yes. There's been a rash of mysterious poisonings around town, and we've got an idea there might be an insect connection. Oh, my. How so? Squirrel? Here, Doc. We went back and scoured the first victim's office. We didn't see it the first time, but we weren't exactly looking for it. Careful. Oh, my. A poor little dead fly. Hmm. Let me get my magnifying glass. Uh, <clears throat> you're quite right, though. This little fellow is not at all native to Canada. I'm no expert, but it seemed to bear a resemblance to the tsetse fly. I thought it might be an especially deadly subspecies, or even bred to achieve a special toxicity. An interesting theory, Red Panda, but this little chap is of quite a different species. Never known them to sting humans, though, you see. Uh, not unlike some bees, they do die after stinging. Uh, see here? Are you saying there's no way this little guy could have caused somebody to fall into a coma with a high fever? A coma? <laughs> I can't see how, Flying Squirrel. I'm sorry. Jeez, I thought for sure we had this nailed. Well, Squirrel, Dr. Erickson would know. You're quite an expert on exotic insects, aren't you, Doctor? <laughs> you flatter me, Red Panda. Not at all. Your colleagues tell us you've traveled the world in your studies. South America... Africa. Well... Discovered dozens of new species. I have made some small contributions. Such a shame the university is cutting funding to your department. Yes, yes. After all that you've done. After all that I've done. Say, boss, I've got an idea. What is it, Squirrel? Remember the last juror? The one the cops picked up? Yes. Someone had just delivered a little box to him, but he hadn't opened it yet. Uh... Box? I forgot about it till just now. Here it is. Do you think it could be important? Oh, my. Well, there's only one way to be sure. You'd better open it. Uh, right here? Uh, don't, don't you think that's quite... Oh, look. The box is empty. Ah, kill it! Kill it! Where is it? Where? Oh, no. Afraid so. There's only one thing that could have come out of that empty box you'd be that afraid of. Your own killer bug. Professor Hex! How could you? You don't understand. They were going to cut me off, leave me with nothing. And so you devised a plan. A plan that landed Samuel Merck in prison and has nine other innocent people hovering near death at this very minute. And, buddy, you'd better just pray that there's enough antidote to go around. <laughs> Hello, Bonnie. Is the judge in? Against my better judgment, yes. I've been shooing reporters all day, but he'll want to see you. Indeed, I will. Hello, old sport. How are you doing? Hello, Kit. You're looking well. Thanks, Judge. And uh, you look a lot more alive than the paper seemed to think. Yes, he's already got that headline from the Chronicle framed. Judge West murdered. It's behind his desk just to bother me. Well, I hear the mastermind behind this plot is behind bars. Thanks to the Red Panda, yes. A sad case. John Erickson was a respected scientist. He seems like the last person in the world who might have been tempted towards this kind of evil scheme. 
But I suppose it just goes to show you never know what people are capable of. No. No, I suppose you don't. Listen, old man. Step in the office a minute, would you? I want to show you that headline. <laughs> uh, Kit, is he on the clock? Well, some bank presidents are supposed to be kissing his feet at noon, but he's got a few minutes. Good enough. <laughs> Come on. See you later, Kit. Bye, Judge. Mm, coffee, Kit. Thanks, Bonnie. I could use it. So, how are things? You mean beyond the near-death experience? Just exactly the same as always. The judge still doesn't... I honestly can't tell if he's even got a clue. How's yours? Oh, same as always. We should get some team jackets made. How can such smart men be such complete idiots? I think we can get that embroidered on the jackets. I'll get my mother on it. At least you get yours out of the office now and then. He, uh, said he'd take me to the beach. The beach? <laughs> oh, he said he would, but I can't tell if he remembers. The beach? Oh, Kit Baxter, whatever did you do to pull that one off? Bonnie, you'd never believe me if I told you. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 34, The Empty Box, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Shelley Hogavine, Peter Nichol, Greg Johnston, M. John Kennedy, Stephen Burley, Julie Cogger, Clarissa Nederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallwake, we're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020.